Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to Todd Duncan TV, episode 69. Thank you for checking in. We are one week away from 2019, and I wanted to, first of all, thank you so much for hanging out this year and uh, checking out our weekly videos, and I hope that they've been meaningful to you. If you are a leader, you need to share this with your entire team. Make a practice, actually, every time you get a video from us to share it with your team. We can help you help them win. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I wake up every day to help people win. And so if you are a leader, if you have a team, you know, forward these on to your team and uh, like, subscribe, hit the alerts and make sure 2019 is one of those years that uh, you are learning at a faster pace than your competition. It's always a smart move. So what dawned on me today is I kind of thought through what should I record for the last video of the year. The idea came to me, uh, something that my dad told me years and years and years ago, and you've probably heard this, but he said, it doesn't matter how you start, it matters how you finish. And I think one of the beautiful laws in high trust selling is the law of the summit, which says that your, you know, your direction is actually a result of your perception and how far we climb uh, this kind of hill, this journey, uh, this peak to success has a lot to do with how we interpret failure and the lessons we learn en route. So this is not a episode on failure. It's not an episode on lessons. What it is, is it's an episode on the climb. It's an episode on, on really taking a look at 2018 and finishing strong. And so when I think about the end of the year, I always like to take the last week to, to really be kind of contemplative, to be reflective, uh, to really ask some of the, the profound questions about uh, life and, and love and happiness and, and all things that you know kind of go into our soul and help us you know, live life intentionally and purposefully. And so I thought what I would do is, is ask you um, a couple of questions for you to kind of contemplate as you think about uh, the upcoming year and as you think about this year and closing it out strong. And, uh, and then preparing for next year. So question number one, I think is an interesting question and most don't ask it, but where is your joy factor right now? When you think back on the year and you think back on your highs and lows, both personally and professionally, and you think about kind of life and business in general, where is your joy factor? And I think one of the things that resonates with me around kind of closing out this year and finishing strong and really setting the stage for next year is I've made a commitment to, to live a theme around maximizing and optimizing my joy. Joy has some synonyms. Joy is happiness. Joy is that positivity. Joy is a, a feeling of comfort and, and maybe serenity. Joy is, uh, you know, kind of a, a condition of, of uh, just, um, you know, having a, having an, uh, a bent towards uh, just the idea of there's a better day ahead of me and I'm happy where I'm at. There's a better month ahead of me, but I'm happy where I'm at. There's a better year ahead of me, but I'm happy where I'm at. Where, where's my joy? And where do you find your joy? And I think one of the things that, that I would look towards as I head into the next year is I want to be intentional about experiencing joy. And so this could, this could set up like a cascade of decisions, right? If I'm in intentional about um, not only experiencing, um, but creating joy, I need to be intentional about a couple things minimally. One is, 
what I do, and the second is with whom do I do it? And so from a pure business perspective, joy has a lot to do with you aligning your world in a way that you get to do what you are good at. Over the last eight weeks, I've made at least five, possibly six. I know five for sure, but but the six is, maybe by the time I'm done recording this, the sixth will happen. But I've made six decisions that involve not only some of the structures on my team, some of the things that we hold as values as a company, some of the things that um, I, I've been able to add some key brain power, you know, in the form of, of other guys and gals that want to come along on this high trust ride. And, um, and what it's done is it's allowed me to wake up every day for the last eight weeks, and, and I don't expect this to change, um, being in my lane, um, being in a position where because I've surrounded myself with decisions that involve um, what I do and, and equipping the team to allow me to do it, I wake up every day with a, an increased sense of joy. And I have to tell you that when you enter the day with an increased sense of joy, you enter the day more intentionally about experience hap- experiencing happiness during that day. So that's one of the things. And, and the other thing is that not only do I find joy in what I do, but I find joy in the idea of who do I do it with? With whom do I experience joy? And I think that this goes into a couple of factors. One, right, is this idea of life being too short to, to really do business with people that you don't like or you enjoy doing business with. Inter- interesting. If I don't enjoy doing business with them, I won't experience joy in doing business with them. It's just kind of a, a, a no-brainer maybe, but yet we look at how many people are in dysfunctional relationships, business relationships, where demand on your time and services, and even almost a level of disrespect from expectations of what people are wanting. I'm not saying it's the lion's share of people, and it might be a very small percentage, but that one small percentage can rob you of 100% of the joy the other nine you know, can create for you. And so there's this idea of heading into the year, how do I realign my business relationships? How do I realign maybe some dysfunction on my team? How do I how do I get my team in the right lane? How do I get my team away from experiencing um, the opposite of joy, which is you know that whole idea of stress and, and just unhappiness? And so how do I do that? So that's a big question. Where am I experiencing joy? How can I get more of it from doing what I'm wired to do well? And how can I do get more of it by realigning my business relationships, okay? The second question is, where's my insanity? Okay, it's a great question as we head into the end of the year, and I'm not claiming any originality on this. I think it was Einstein or Mark Twain, I can't remember, who originally said it, that insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So when we come into the end of the year and we ask, where's our insanity? Where is it? Where are the things that you have been doing the same way over and over and over and over again and you're expecting some different result that in fact is not happening. And it is really important as you head into next year to be intentional about not doing the wrong things well or repeatedly. We don't oftentimes have that kind of filter on, I've gotten really good at doing the wrong things. And that's because we haven't asked the question, where's my insanity? And my insanity is a function of all of a sudden realizing that, you know, I pretty much spent the whole year doing this and it really didn't pay off. I pretty much did the whole, spent the whole year doing this and it didn't give me the return I was looking for. Or I pretty much did this the whole year and uh, my production's actually off where it was last year. 
So be the change you need to be. Uh, at Mastery, we talked about the, the two kind of thoughts around being a game changer. And one is this idea that one change can change everything. And, you know, I think that's important. You, when you realize that the opposite of insanity is intentionalness, let's be intentional about what we do. Let's not be repetitive on wrong things. Then what is the one change that can change everything? And, uh, and I think the second thing is nothing changes until something changes. I mean, that's a beautiful lineup around this word insanity, right? And so if you can experience and, and even relive in the last you know, week of the year um, kind of intentional recollection of where you've been and what you've done and, and really come up with this idea of next year, uh, I'm not gonna do these things. In fact, one of the great exercises between now and the end of the year is to come up with that beautiful, sacred, not-to-do list that I wrote about in Time Traps, you know, I think 10, 10, 12 years ago. What is the idea behind not-to-do? Not-to-do, but not-to-do. And, uh, you know, four weeks or so ago, we finished our, our last Hytra Sales Academy of the year, and I remember how dialed in people were when I put them on a project, and the project for the night was, I want you to write down the 10 things that in the next two years, you're going to undo. You're going to make a commitment to not doing those. And that became the attack the insanity list, right? What is the not to do list? So that's a, a, a second question, you know, where is my insanity? And nothing changes until something changes. And then the, the third piece I think is, is the question about um, a year from now, I'm gonna be somewhere. And the question that has to be answered now is where? And I always find that the, the last week of the year is a great year for contemplating vision. It's a great year for contemplating kind of where do I want to be? Deb and I have this amazing kind of ritual as we head into the end of the year. And one of the things that we do is we write down the 10 highlights of the year. We kind of rewind time and we go back through and it's a couple hour experience, but we end up with this list of 10 each. So 20 things that represent the highlight of the year. So you can obviously see based on this lesson that highlights of the year produce joy and they produce affirmation and confirmation and they set the stage for what you should do more of in the year to come. But the other idea is not only what are the highlights of the year, but what are the hopes of next year? So I got the highlights, which are the real of the past and I've got the hopes, which are the catalyst for the future. So a year from now, you know, somewhere around December 27th, 8th, 9th, 30th, 31st, you're going to be somewhere. And the question today is, where is that? The question as you head into January is knowing in January where you want to be at the end of the year that you have control over how to get there. Life throws us curveballs. We all know that. There's challenges that kind of raise their ugly head each and every day. But to the extent that I know where I want to go and, and I can have hope around that and then I can focus strategically on those things each and every month, then that is a really, really good way to go through the year. So I think the questions are, where is my joy? What's my insanity? Okay, and, and where do I you know, really want to be? Where's my vision? What's my vision about next year? Those three things I think you could spend a couple days on as you head into the end of the year. And um, I think as a result of that, as long as you're honest with yourself, and by the way, there's a ton of value with being honest with you. Because if you're not honest with you, the world is not gonna see you as honest with you, which means trust is eroded. But when you're honest with you, 
and you really answer the questions from a position of personal safety. I'm not gonna feel bad, I'm not gonna feel less than, I'm just gonna feel hopeful because I've discovered ways in which it won't work or things that I don't wanna do repeatedly that are wrong. Then all of a sudden, the next year kind of tees up as a, a beautiful canvas on which you can kind of weave this tapestry of what you want your life to look like 12 months from now, okay? So that's a year-end lesson. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being a TV uh, watcher and uh, especially for pursuing trust. Keep your eyes open for our announcement in January on High Trust Today. It is the new learning ecosystem that we're gonna provide to the sales industry. And we're super excited about it. You're gonna love it too, okay? See you next year. Thank you for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. If you wanna make this year your best year ever and double, triple, or even quadruple your volume and performance, then I want you to click the link for your ticket to Sales Mastery in the show notes to find out how you can make more money in less time with less stress.